Welcome to the MMA 10 Podcast with your host, Enmar AJ. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the MMA 10. I'm joined once again by MMA Game. We're going to be predicting the UFC 204 May, or card, 204 card in Manchester on October 8th. How are you doing, MMA Game? Doing good. All right. So, happy to be back. Yeah, happy to have you. So we're, there's, this is not an entirely stacked card, but it's, it's going to be a big card. Sold out in six minutes. Six Dang. minutes sold out. UFC 204, Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson. 2009, seven years ago, Dan Henderson put perhaps the best knockout ever on Michael Bisping. And now Michael Bisping's the champion, and they're going to run it back. What are your thoughts on May game? Well, I know a lot of people are hating on Bisbing, you know, for this, you know, and the UFC in general, they're hating on it just because, you know, it doesn't really make sense. Like he he's not ranked, line. he's not ranked and all this, but me personally, I, when I heard that they were doing this as someone who watched that first fight back then and all this and, and knowing that Dan Henderson's on his way out anyway, uh, I was I was thrilled to, about this fight. I cannot wait for this fight to happen. So I'm not bothered by the matchup. Um, I just think you know with Henderson going out, the, you got to give him. You know he's done so much for uh, the UFC that you know they're giving they're doing him a favor. You know they're giving him a title fight. So I think that's it's well worth it. They're doing him a favor, but in my opinion, he certainly deserves it. I'm I'm. Definitely not upset at this. I'm, I'm the kind of person who I like when fighters are just cheating the system, so to speak. When when Brock Lesnar goes in, it, now this is a really terrible thing to say because, you know, he, he beat up a guy while on, on performance enhancing drugs. But when he went in, took his payday, jumped out, that's clever. When CM Punk went in, made a lot of money, jumped out, that's clever. You know what I mean? So I'm not, a, and I was supporting CM Punk the whole time, and I was supporting Brock Lesnar the whole time. So I'm the kind of person who loves this kind of thing. You know, I understand that there are people um, who he skipped over, but I don't think they're complaining either. I mean, obviously they are, they are because it's just a, it's just a tough situation. By the end of it, no no one can disagree that better they give it to Dan Henderson than you know give it to, to someone else who is unranked in that division. He's basically the guy. And like you said, he's on his way out. So uh, let's start at the somewhat um, bottom of the main card. We've got Struve, Stefan Struve, making his return versus a somewhat unknown Daniel. I'm not even going to pronounce his second name because it's a nightmare, but it's number 12, Stefan Struve, against number 14, Daniel. I'm not going to even say it. So... Obviously, not a, not a terribly known fighter, but how do you see Stefan Struve uh, making a return after his fight with Bigfoot in, I think it was the Netherlands. Yeah, I can't remember. Did he? How did how did that fight go? Who won that fight? Sixteen Bigfoot? second knockout. He knocked he out Bigfoot. Book Bigfoot in sixteen seconds. I might be wrong. It might be twenty six, something around there. Uh, he oh, knocked wow. out. He knocked out Bigfoot with elbows. He caught him coming in for a takedown, I believe it was, uh, and put him to sleep with elbows. 
and wow. uh, this Daniel guy, um, not not heard of at all. But um, you know, the rankings are not far apart. He he's number fourteen versus the Struve, who's number uh, 12, number twelve. Yeah. Um, I see. I don't know, man. Struve, you know, he's been through so much uh, abuse in his career. Honestly, that I I'd say this is pretty close to just like a pick 'em fight for me. I agree. 50-50. I agree. So it's just it's just one of those things where whoever just shows up that night, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who they're big heavyweights. You know, they're gonna be throwing big shots. I don't know. I, you know, you always want to see Struve use his range, and you always would think that it would give him such advantage, but it just hasn't really been the case. Like, yeah, it, one of the one of the shortest guys in the division got to him and knocked him out, jumped up there and hit him with the left hook, Mark Hunt. You know. Yeah. Speaking of hitting with power, there is Jimmy Manoa versus Ovin St. Prue. How do you see that one going? Of course, Ovin St. Prue coming off of a. Uh, five round loss to John to a rusty John Jones and Jimmy Manua. Uh, I think he fought one time after this, but the most fight of his, the most recent fight of his that I can remember is a KO loss to Anthony Rumble Johnson. How do you see this fight going? I gotta go with uh, OSP on this one. I think his uh, wrestling, his takedowns. You know, I think he's a more well rounded. Think his fighter. experience All- plays into it. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, definitely fighting John Jones is going to do good for anyone, any MMA fighter who gets in the cage with John Jones and you don't just get smoked. Like, he was in there with five rounds. That's that's some very good experience at the very top level. So, you know, that's going to play a factor for sure. I agree. It's been a year. We were talking about recovery from knockout. It's been a year since he got his lights put out, with all due respect, by Anthony Johnson. Uh, do you think it's enough time to recover? You think that's going to have an effect on him at all, or is it purely uh, skills and game plan? Um, yes, I think it'll affect him for sure. <laughs> I mean, especially with it being Rumble Johnson. Um, to how much it will affect him, I don't really know. We'll have to wait and see. But OSP hits really hard too. But yeah. I, I think I OSB know. has submissions as well, which we can't forget. He, um, you know, well, I guess. I don't know. It's it's just one of those fights that, uh, again, it's just one of those things who can put their game plan. I'm, I'm going to, if if Jimmy Manuel can get to him early, I think he can uh, walk off with a, with a TKO. If not, I'm going to have to give it to the experience, uh, composure, and just overall skill of Ovens St. Prue. Yeah, I, I got OSP too with the takedowns and stuff. Wrestling, yeah. I think he'll be able to get him down. I agree. It'd be interesting to see uh, if there was a way to measure the damage caused by a punt, by a knockout punch, and then the damage caused by a knockout punch from Anthony Johnson. They can't be the same. Yeah. They can't <laughs> be the same. That Glover Teixeira fight just... I was at a sports bar watching it. That, w- that was the UFC 202 event, and that, that just... It was crazy. That just yeah. uppercut that that sent him back and sent him back unconscious. He didn't hit the ground and get hit. No, he was unconscious all the way. It was crazy it's, power. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. So, yeah, let's get off topic for a sec. What do you think that means about Daniel Cormier? Does does he just know how to move, or does he just have an iron chin, or is it a combination of both? Because he well, got he got put really good he got put in down the scram- hard. 
Yeah. He's good in the scrambles and, you know, but even with that being said, you can put them, okay, if you put them in that fight, it could go, I think the majority of the time, maybe DC might win, but it's sort of, I don't know. It just really depends if he can get out of that first round or not. That that's basically what it depends yeah. on. Yeah. Then then Anthony sort of starts to slow down a bit. There's Yeah. But I also but think if they mm-hmm. fought again, he would pace himself better and he would that's really That's true, but he he we we're talking about emotion, right? And after that two oh two fight, Daniel Cormier went up to them, went up to Anthony Johnson and just sat in it you know, he just looked him in the eye and told him, I will break you. You're gonna give up, I'm gonna make you quit. And Anthony Johnson started crying. He just wanted to put his hands on him. And that's so uncharacteristic of him. So it brings in the whole emotion thing. That's I guess I guess we can cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll uh because there we don't know what's happening with that with John Jones and everything. Co main event, Vitor the Phenom Belfort versus Gigard Musasi coming off of a very impressive win at UFC two hundred against Tiago Santos, if I'm not mistaken, a, a knockout win, actually. And Vitor Belfort, of course, coming off of that UFC 198 loss to Jacare Souza in Brazil. So how do you see this one going? Um, This is pretty interesting. I think it'll probably just test Vitor and show everyone where he's really at, you know, where in the division at middleweight, you know, because he's sort of been looking not as dominant as with the TRT, obviously. The TRT, so yeah. um, if he can get through Musasi, then, you know, he's still legit, but if he can't, then it's going to sort of show you where he's at. So if he get here, here's my thing about this is that if he can beat Musasi, it shows that he's still a worthy contender. Yeah. But at his age, is it time to be a worthy contender? It's almost like I feel I don't know. I think all of these legends like Belfort and Henderson, they should all just... It's kind of like Bigfoot Silva if you think about it too. He's just done so much. But even if he does win a fight to get back in title contention, that doesn't mean he's not going to lose the next six after that. You know what I mean? So I think the the fighters who are like Bigfoot, Henderson, Vitor Belfort, who kind of waver, but they're undoubted legends in the sport. I think what what should happen with them is they should go out with a bang like Henderson is. They have the opportunity of a lifetime. A big it doesn't have to be for a title, but a big name fighter. Gegard Musasi, I just feel like it's not the fight for him to go on if he wins. If he loses, then you can make that case because uh, you know, he's just he's just gonna keep losing. But if he wins, I just don't think that's uh the the triumph to hang the gloves up on. But I don't know. I mean, I think Vitor, all those people you're saying, I think they just need to go to Bellator. Honestly, you do. So you're yeah, you're, you're in they, favor they of them so... extending their career as opposed to going out with uh, a nice victory and cutting it short. Yeah, I think they should go to Bellator because you know Bigfoot. They a lot of them fought with uh, Strikeforce with Scott Coker, so you know you might as well go back there. And that's what the UFC I think is a little bit afraid of. It's a little bit off topic, but. No, that's Belfort, good. I don't know I mean, how many fights he has left on this contract, yeah. but Bel- I think Belfort would be good in Bellator because I don't think the, the drug the drug testing isn't as strict. I mean, so depending on if Bobby Lashley can fight in Bellator, then Vitor Belfort should not have a problem. 
in my opinion. Yeah. You know, last episode and we did... And then same with Henderson, um, Dan Henderson, too. That's true. That's true. Last ep- But Dan Henderson, is, he has the whole family thing. And the, if he if he goes... I don't know. I don't think he's going to fight. Uh, if he I does, it's most go, certainly... I think he's going to go to Bellator. I, I do. Oh, that that's incredibly interesting. Last episode we did ran for about twenty something minutes, and uh, it actually got one of the. It was one of the most popular episodes. So I don't mm-hmm. think there's too much of a problem with going long and off topic because I kind of I want to talk about this Bellator thing. I don't know if you saw my my recent episode. I made one about Chael Sonnen going to Bellator. Uh, if yep. you heard about that's crazy. That's crazy yep. news. Chael Sonnen moving to Bellator. So what do you think? What do you think of Bellator and? Uh, a, on top of that, what do you think of how they stack up against the UFC now compared to, you know, when they started? Well, they <laughs> a lot better than they they did because, you know, they're making they're they're signing people, but they're steady, you know, it's a steady group of guys and it's like they're it's not like they're getting the low end of the spectrum. They're getting high-profile fighters. Uh, you know, Ben Henderson, Rory McDonald, Chael Sonnen, th- these dudes are, you know, recognizable names. And it's not like Ryzen where it's a one-off. They're signing them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a continuous flow. And in, in the other, all the fighters now are looking at this like, whoa, what the heck? Oh, Matt Mitrione. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Mitrione, that's a big one. That's a big one. A Matt bunch Mitrione. of the heavyweights. Heavy hitter. I know the heavyweights in the UFC. They want to go to Bellator. I you think. You so. think Bigfoot goes to Bellator? Well, Bigfoot Silva, a hundred percent. If 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 he can, if he's not in contract, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. For, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, interrupt this for a second to say, uh, if you guys are listening to this on iTunes or uh, the podcast application, please go ahead and leave us a review. Just let us know what you think of the podcast, what we can improve, and if you like this uh, slightly longer segments like this one, uh, if maybe we should stick to the ten minute ones, maybe split it up into two parts. But, you know, it's just that these inter- when it comes to MMA, these interesting conversations come up and there's so much that's happening. Who would have thought yeah. Chael Sonnen in Bellator? You know what I mean? So I don't think it's irrelevant at all. I think we should continue to talk about Bellator, which is what I want to do uh, before we get to the main event of UFC 204, which we cannot forget. Uh, but in terms of Bellator, I mentioned the um, I mentioned that what if... In, in the episode I did, what if this is all... Because, you know, no one saw that coming from Chael Sonnen, right? Yeah. What if this is all a ploy to to divert our attention from a UFC uh, contract with Chael Sonnen? What if this is just to build hype? Do you think that's possible at all? Or is it wishful thinking in a way? Or is it for, just for, crazy? You're talking about Chael uh not actually going to Bellator and staying maybe with going UFC? maybe going to Bellator well, I, but as far as I know he already coming back already no he signed. is he is he's signed he's signed and confirmed but I'm saying what if it's not what if he hasn't found a new home what if this is just to build hype to make for a massive you know there's the whole GSB thing that they can't get done what if this is all to build hype to make for a massive UFC uh they can call it a comeback after that you know what I mean if he does, if he, let's yeah, say he fights Ortiz and, I, and does that, gets that done, so it could be. Well, the thing, the thing with uh, Chael Sonnen is, and he and Chael's even actually said this, is that he hasn't. This isn't the full story, you know. We he hasn't divulged divulged like the whole all the information surrounding his decision because obviously there's some stuff that 
you know, we don't know. You think it goes you know? beyond money? Oh, uh, beyond money? Um, I don't know. I mean, it it seems like it because it was sort of out of left field. It didn't seem like it made any sense. So there's got to be something to it. That's because true. That's true. He did great with the UFC. You know, he he made he did one of the I think he was the highest paid UFC fighter when for, he left. When he left, he at the time he left, he was the highest paid. Then uh, yeah, there, so was, it's there like, was the whole McGregor thing. So he did there's not much to complain about on that front. So there had to have been something else, I think. That's true. Do you think it comes down to since we talked about the less strict drug testing, you think it was because he made it it like he made it seem like um if you were listening to his podcast and interviews and that sort of thing he made it seem like um what am i trying to say he made it seem like he's going to the ufc right and he entered usada's testing pool and everything you think it's possible at all that usada wouldn't reveal the results because what if he actually um got popped for something or maybe there's a little bit left in a system and then bellator was less strict yeah, you know I mean? that's that's a that's a possibility, possibility for sure. So yeah, I think you're right. I think we just don't know enough to to make some kind of assumption. Let's talk about the uh, main event: Michael Bisping versus Dan Henderson. Once again, Dan Henderson shot Michael Bisping's consciousness into the lights that night, and I just and followed up with that signature forearm, which I just don't know what to say about that knockout. They put it up as a free fight. Go check it out on youtube.com slash ufc or fight pass of course what do you think of what do you think first of all of how both of them have changed since then and then let me get your thoughts on or predictions on the fight yeah um i really don't think dan henderson has changed too much at all honestly he's kind of just dan henderson is dan henderson you get i mean he's he's gotten a lot better uh more experience and but is that a negative like thing? awareness? Dan, like he hasn't changed that much. Is that is that? I mean, it's really I, not in a, my that opinion, big of a negative. Just, honestly, in that, in my opinion, he just perfected his game. Yeah, yeah, and he's gotten more like innovative and, and uh, creative, like with the striking. I mean, oh, with Hector Lombard. Yeah, you just had anytime you're in range of that dude's hands, you have to or elbows, like you have to watch out. You have to be careful because he he's just so uh, sneaky with. That's true. Uh, He's just throwing stuff out at a out of nowhere. He's kind of like, in my opinion, people don't compare him to this guy enough. Him and Mark Hunt are, in my opinion, the exact same. The reason I say that, and the way I'm thinking of it, is Mark Hunt. Uh, people just look at him as a powerful striker, which there's no one in, on in the world who knows anything about MMA can doubt that Dan Henderson's a powerful striker. I'm right in that front. So Mark Hunt, though he he has just out of this world fight IQ the way he yeah. if you look at the way he sets up the fr- the shots the like the knockout with Frank Mir if you look at the way he set up the knockout with um Bigfoot that second time around if you look at the way he set up that uppercut with Roy Nelson it's just everything he does is methodic he he throws a punch to to get you to go a certain way he sees that so then next time he throws the punch the right hand is already there to take you out when you get there it's there before, it's just waiting for you on the other side waiting for you to catch up and Dan Henderson is the exact same way he was kicking the inside leg of Bisping in the first fight then tacking him with that left he's kicking the inside leg and then tacking him with the left so then he kicked the inside leg he was about to he fainted the left Bisping moved back and then he just blasted him with that right 
So he's yeah. extremely powerful with really good fight IQ. It's one thing to be out of this world strong and not and not land anything, you know. But when you're s that powerful and you know where to put the punches and where to land them, that's incredibly dangerous. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy rematch, you know. I it's just time, you know. Who, who has time been? It's just. I don't know. I think Bisming is a pretty big favorite for most people. I think so. But for me, I don't know. I think it's more close to 50-50 for me, honestly. And how do you think fight. Bisping has changed since that fight for him, too? Well, he's gotten, like, size-wise, he, he's a lot bigger. He's uh, He's way more, you know, his defense is a lot better. His technique overall is way better. I think his combinations, his footwork have all gotten better and just his overall just calmness you know i think in that first fight he was really amped up because mm -hmm. he was moving you know real fast and i think he's just more calm now that's true and but you can't forget the wave of momentum he's riding he just i mean he no one no one loves bisping more than bisping loves bisping right so he knows very well. He just, when he looks at that Anderson Silva fight, he appreciates himself. You can just see it. He's just like giggling. He's like, he's just, you know, praising himself, which is a crazy thing. Plus, on top of that, you knock out the, the undisputed middleweight champion of the world. Someone who beat the, the hell out of Chris Weidman. Now, Chris Weidman, you can say that he was winning the first part of that fight. And, you know, that's kind of true. Chris, Chris Weidman, I think, would beat Rockhold in a rematch. But... He knocked him out. So you've got to believe that wave of confidence is doing something for him. Yeah, that was an insane finish. Um, I can't believe, I still can't believe he did that to uh, Luke Rockhold. I just can't believe it. But yeah, he, he got it done. He caught he caught him slipping and and he's getting this, you know, big That's fight. That's true. That's true. So what what are you, what is your prediction on this? Um, this uh, I certainly wouldn't put a bet on it because it's just not that kind of fight. But what is your what what's your sort of idea for it? Well, it's five rounds. Um, I just think Bisbing if if Bisbing stays patient like he's been doing in in his last few fights, I do think that uh he can he can systematically just wear wear Dan Henderson down and pick him apart. But if he can't get away from that right hand, the H bomb in the first round, even the second round, then uh, he's done. So, I I actually gonna pick uh, Henderson by knockout. That's crazy that you say that. I mean, it it seems like it shouldn't be crazy. He knocked him out so hard in the first time. It seems like it should be the logical thing to say. But if you think about it, it is crazy. But here's the thing about um Henderson, and I'll I'll give my prediction on this, which. I'm not even I'm not the slightest bit confident in um, about Henderson. Most fighters, when they have a signature hit, a signature punch, they're going to stalk you down and look to land it. Henderson, he can he landed that H bomb when Bisping was backing up. You know what I mean? So if, if you're if if Bisping's going to systematically, like you said, try to outpoint him. I think he's going to be moving a lot. And, and that's when Henderson can land his H bomb. So logically, it's such um, there's such a good case for Henderson, but I have a feeling 
I have a feeling Bisping's going to get it done. And I don't yeah. want this. Let, let's get this 100% clear. I've, I mean, Bisping is a guy that's really easy to feel happy for unless you hate the trash talk. I, I like Bisping a lot, but I really want Henderson to go out as the middleweight champion. He deserves this. Yeah, I think I think he can do it too, but it's it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's always it is going down in uh, the UK, so there's That's a true. lot of pressure. But then on you also Bisping. have to yeah, you also have to add. Do you think that there's any trauma there from the first fight? There has to be. Um, I, I really think it, that's been, it's been pretty, you mean like physical damage? No, um, he recovered. I mean, we're talking about it takes a year to cover. It's been what, seven years since then. Uh, yeah, obviously he's gotten I, his ass beat in the process, but I mean, emotionally, like yeah, I mean, yeah. not, not necessarily that it's just like, do you think there's any psychological fear when it comes to that? Or do you think he's such, mm. he has such a solid mind because of how much he talks and what he says that he's going to be able to look past it? Yeah, Bisming, I think at this point is pretty disciplined. I mean, he he's gonna, you know, all he really needs to do is stay disciplined, and you know, because he knows what's coming with that right hand. So if he stays disciplined, I think he does have the better boxing technique. I mean, so yeah, I I don't think it'll play a role. I I think Bisming so, will keep fine. a level head. Yeah. Final prediction: Are you going with uh, Henderson over Bisping? I am going with. Henderson to shock the world in you in the UK in the UK and <laughs> beat Michael Bisming. That would be the best thing ever. Crazy, but as I mean, that sounds. I, of course, that's what I want. Do I actually think this is gonna happen? Uh, I think there's a good chance. Like I said, well, I, I'm we know it's a possibility. 50. I think it's that, yeah, we know it's a possibility. It's definitely a possibility that he knocks yeah. him out. Actually, just, I would give a slight edge to Bisbing. I, I would say, I, as far as who's going to actually win, I would give it a slight edge to Bisbing. And if he does, it would probably be by... He probably would finish him because I don't see Dan Henderson like going to the judges. He's going to like kill or be killed. I think you know? he, exactly, kill or be killed. That's how it is. If he, if he, I feel like Dan Henderson, uh, if, he, if he doesn't constantly get lit up, which if Bisbing constantly lights him up, he's going to go in for the kill. If that doesn't happen, I feel like he's just going to continue to look for that H-bomb. And, you know, out of uh, after 20, 20 failed shots, the 21st is going to land and, you know, deja vu, basically, is, is what I'm saying. So, I'm officially going with, um, I'm going with Bisping, but I'm extremely unconfident in this is one thing we have to note. And I would not. I would certainly not put any money on it. I would certainly not put any reputations on it. I would, and I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of feel like Bisping's gonna get it done, but I'm yeah. extremely, extremely, extremely unconfident. And that's it's it's like a fifty-one forty-nine split for me. Yeah, it's pretty close for me too. But I'm just I'm just hoping Henderson. I'm hoping Henderson can hit him with that H bomb. Me too. Me too. I really hope Henderson wins. Okay, well, that's been a uh, slightly longer episode than we'd hoped, but in a in a in you know in a good way for me. I think it worked out better. We covered more. Thank you very much for uh, coming on once again, MMA Game. No problem. Uh, you want to talk about uh, what you do and where the people can find you? Um, I just do um, EA Sports UFC two videos over on MMA Game YouTube channel. And also, I stream it on Twitch, and you can check me out on Twitter, MMA Game One.
Yeah, and uh, apart from being um, one of the best and most exciting uh, UFC gameplay channels that I've seen, uh, there's he's just also an overall MMA enthusiast and just a knowledgeable guy when it comes to that. So the Twitter is definitely a good place to go. MMA game on Twitter, like he said. And yeah, we should definitely have you on. There's UFC 205 coming up, which is crazy. And that's a whole other story. So uh, mm-hmm. we should definitely uh, try to get you on here to predict that as well. Talk about that a little bit. Yep, that's going to be a huge card. A huge card. Presuming that, you know, nothing fails out like it happened in 200. True. That's true. Yeah. So uh, once again, thank you very much for coming on. This is the MMA 10. Uh, you can find us. We're on Stitcher Radio if you use Android or desktop podcasts app. We're on iTunes. You can also find the episodes on SoundCloud, which is uh, where they go universally and first. So apart from that, guys, uh, wordpress.com slash links. And apart from that, we'll see you next episode. Once again, thank you, MMA Game. Thanks for tuning in. Don't miss an episode. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and now iTunes and Stitcher Radio. For more episode links and information, visit the MMA10podcast.wordpress.com.